In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, from the New King, Ver King James Version, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Jump over to Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Verse, the one that I read before, Isaiah 7, 14, 700 years prior to this one. Sometimes we think we wait too long or we've been in a holding pattern too long. 700 years before that verse, a promise was given a child will be born unto a virgin and we shall call his name Emmanuel. Go back again with me to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We just read 714. Let's go 9-6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let me read it from the NLT. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles. Wonderful counselor. Last week, I explained on that, right? Wonderful counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's look at this wonderful counselor this morning because what a time set aside in our history to reflect on this miraculous birth. Wonderful. From the Hebrew word Pele, P-E-L-E-H. It literally means marvel, something that you marvel at. It's like, you know, when you see something you can't figure it, and you go like, how did that happen? How, how does that work? Where did that come from? How did 
strange set of things just manifest itself. His name, the word as one of his royal titles in the Hebrew is Pele and it literally means what a wonder. What a marvelous thing has happened. A child is born unto us from a virgin. That contradicts all that we know about biology and, and hum, human procreation. It just, it just defies every logic. It doesn't happen that way. And yet he says, this is the way it's going to happen. As marvelous and as wonderful as that is, this is the way it's going to happen. And it will be a reflection as to how I will work in your life in a marvelous <laughs> and miraculous way, contravening everything you know to be normal and how things should operate. Because you have a sense about time and space and energy and physics. And so you can fathom things based on you put a seed in the ground and after a while it will germinate and the earth will break forth and the tree will come forth and it will bear fruit. We understand all these things, right? We know the normal processes of how things happen. But his birth was a foreshadowing of something that will contravene all of that. It will be a marvel and a wonder what I'm going to do for mankind. Your greatest needs will be met in such a way that yes, the world will say, how did that happen? How did that happen? How did that happen, Pam? How did that happen, John? How did that happen? How did all these things that posed itself as great threats to our success and our future, how did they twist and turn and contort to form what we now receive and is manifesting unto us? Because unto us is born a son. And the government shall be on his shoulder, and he shall be called a marvel. And what is a marvel to him, as he has so said, everything I do, you could do, and whatever I have, you have. He has transferred the marvelous and the marvel to you, if by faith you can believe that you receive. So everything that was untouchable, out of reach, can't be perceived, is now within your realm, because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask and wait for it wait for it and that you can think it will exceed your thoughts it will defy your thoughts this is why i so don't like to get into process i know you heard me preach that a hundred times and you probably hear me preach it a hundred times more. It is because of the marvel of God I don't get involved in the process. He says by his very nature, the purpose for his existence, I undo that which you have come to know to be normal. I contravene that. I break the laws of time and space and energy and physics and geography and biology. I break and defy every law. I am a marvel and a wonder to you if you could believe in me I will do the same for you so I don't get involved in the process the process itself will be contravened by the marvel are you with me this is my Christmas gift so whatever 
you're thinking about, asking for, or wanting to have done, today commit yourself to remove the shackles and the limitations of your thoughts. I need to dwell there for a second. Because a lot of us don't have what we want because we're bogged down in how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And you cannot fathom a marvel. It does not work according to your thinking. Your thinking limits what could happen. You hold back by the very nature of your thoughts what God has in store for you. This Christmas, if you can do one thing for me, for whatever you've laid claims on, begin to remove from your mind how it's going to get done. Oh, I want to stay there for a while. If I don't say another word this morning, I want to come there. Remove from your mind how it's going to get done. Your mind will hold you back every day. Every day, including Sundays and any day that ends in AY. Your mind would hold you back. Break the shackles off. Be concerned with the outcome and allow the marvel to create what it is God has in store for you. Pele, a wonder, a marvel, extraordinary. <laughs> now, this is what the Hebrew word says that wonderful is wonder and marvel. So I go to the English word, and the English word wonder defined by Webster's extraordinary and hard to understand. It's a hard thing to understand. <laughs> How, where do I begin to put rhyme and reason to something that's hard to understand? It's, it's just, it, it just doesn't happen. You know, it, it just doesn't happen the way, like I, I said to you, I'm thinking right now of being in Honduras and, 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 and watching a marvel and a wonder take place. Sometimes you just have to call on God. Just shout and scream with, with everything inside you. Oh, God, help me. Just, 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 just perform a miracle. So I saw this baby, couldn't be more than about two or three months old. I was on a medical mission, and um, the baby fell out of its mother's arm and crashed his head on a stone on a sharp flint rock and literally gushed his head open and blood started to pour. And I'm in Honduras, I'm in the mountains. I don't even know where there's a hospital. I, you know, it's one of those times when you can't get fancy about your prayer. You can't call a prayer meeting and Oh God, dost thou art great eternal God in heaven and Father, we praise and worship thee for thou art exalted in the high places of the I just watched that child bleeding out his head and I said, Oh God, stop the bleeding. That was it. And I watched with my own eyes the blood withdraw, retract backwards to the head. Mm -hmm. And the bump that he immediately sprung from the blow 
went down and the child stopped crying. He's a wonder and a marvel. It's an extraordinary thing and it's hard to understand. But for people of faith, this is what we call bypassing the process. I don't care how you do it. I know what I want to see happen in this moment. I want that bleeding to stop. I want that child to live. I don't want that child to die here and now in front of me. However you choose to do that, I am so ready for you to do it. But God, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. You need a miracle this morning? Can you just shout that to God? I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Come on, I hear you. I hear you grumbling. I need a miracle. This is Christmas. I need a miracle. Oh, holy night. I need, oh, 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 I'm getting something. Uh, oh, somebody, okay. All right, I'm going to just, all right, I'm with vague. Somebody's asking for somebody to be changed and conform to a righteous and more spiritual way. Everything hinges upon it. A major decision hinges upon that person conforming to the image of Christ and walking in the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, that is a miracle. Yes, that is a miracle. Because that mindset has been hardened for many, many, many years and is resistant to change in the presence and power of God. You claim a miracle for that. You know who you are right now. Okay, don't be shy. I ain't calling nobody out or nothing like that. I am telling you, lay a miracle to that right now. Right now. God, change. It's the one sign I'm waiting on, Lord. Change him. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a <coughs> miracle. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see it happening. <laughs> Counselor, Yawats in Hebrew, it means to advise, to consult, to give counsel, purpose, to devise a plan. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. He will give advice. He will consult. He will give purpose. He will devise a plan to consult together, to exchange counsel, to deliberate, to counsel together, to conspire, to lead and to guide. He is a wonderful counselor. Seek him. Seek him right now. Oh God, I need wisdom. God, we have a situation to deal with and there are no good answers. Mm -hmm. Oh God, there are no good answers, Lord. No good answers for the situation that you face right now. There are no good human answers. Everywhere you've tried or turned or started to frame something, it had complications in it that have a little backlash. Oh, I'm talking deep this morning and I'm talking and I want you to hear me. Just, you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> 
You have come up with a plan, but every time you try to execute that plan, it presented more problems than it's worth. You need wisdom. You need wisdom. You need the wonderful counselor. You need wisdom. You need God to say it. And more than God saying it, you need the person's heart to be ready for it. So when their heart is ready and God has said, and those two things marry, boom, it will happen. Wonderful counselor. I need wisdom. I need the wisdom of God. I need the wisdom of God. I got to break that thing. I need the wisdom of God. Everything I have presented so far did not work. It caused more problems. <laughs> Somebody heard me this morning. It only caused more problems. They did not accept, would not receive. And today, you need to lay it down and ask for the wisdom of God. Wisdom beyond your years. Wisdom beyond your years. Wisdom beyond who you are. You could be 19, but you need 56-year-old wisdom right in this moment. You could be 50, but you need 76-year-old wisdom. You need wisdom beyond your years to deal with a circumstance. God, as a wonderful counselor, has become available to us this morning. He is your personal God, and we do have a high priest. His very name is Emmanuel, and it means God with us. God with us. He's here with you this morning. Don't you feel an unusual stirring in your spirit right now about God being with you? God with you? Jesus, Jehovah God, he has become your savior this morning. He is the eternal one, the one who has gone before. He is the one who's already entered into tomorrow. He's made a way for you. You know when wisdom is worthless? It's worthless when it's not available. Or when it cannot be applied to your life. But with Jesus right now as the wonderful counselor, it is available and can be applied to your life. Go with me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. Jesus became available to us. Jesus became available to us. Philippians 2, 5 through 7. Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. Humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. Have the same mind that God has in him. The same mind which is in Christ Jesus made rule and reign 
in your mortal beings. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. Therefore, since we have a high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Hold firm. Believe wholeheartedly. Be all in. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes. Be all in. You want 2020 to be a great year? Start this morning. Be all in. Not Sunday in. And all week off. And then Sunday in again. Be all in. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens. He's gone through the heavens. As they have come to know the Holy of Holies. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What is he saying? He says, he has already gone through the heavens. He has entered into this realm. He is our high priest. He's already gone before the Father and he's made petition for us. And he says, as a result of that, come boldly. Let that soak in. Come boldly. If your mind is filled with your unworthiness and maybe you don't deserve it, and I said, and God, and come boldly. You have a father who is a priest, he's a king, he's a counselor. Yeah, I said that we all done stupid stuff. If you show me a perfect man, I'll also show you a yellow donkey. And if that don't work, I'll show you Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, I got a yellow donkey waiting outside. Just show me a perfect guy. Lift your hand if you're perfect. Not you and Selma. Lift your hand if you're perfect. <laughs> Lift your hand. We've all done stupid stuff. But he says, do not let that disqualify you as you approach my throne. Yes, you have to take care of some things. But take care of some things and when you do it, then come boldly into my presence. Walking like you own the whole world. Because you're in right standing with God. Don't let what you did hold you back. There's a method in place for dealing with what you've done. It's called repentance. Fix it. Fix the thing. Fix it. Thank God. I am sorry. I put my hands to things I shouldn't have. I said things I shouldn't have said. 
I've done things I shouldn't have done. And it has caused a block between you and me, between heaven and I. And I'm here now to fix that through the process that you've set up for me, which is called repentance. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I genuinely crave your forgiveness and repentance. And I beseech you, Lord, with a heart that is totally committed to you and totally, Lord, committed to doing it differently. And because I have made this commitment to you, your word says, he that cometh unto me, I will in no way cast him out. Isaiah 1, he says, don't your sins be as scarlet and crimson. Come reason to get at me. I would wash them and make them white as wool. That's the formula. And once I've done it, and once you've done it, he says, <laughs> then approach the throne of grace with confidence. With confidence. The same confidence that he talks about in 1 John 3 and 21. Brethren, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. Confidence. When I stand before you and I repent and I let you, Lord, just soak into to my presence and into my being. And I'm in this place where I got God. I, I, that's everything I know. <laughs> that's everything I know. I, I just put everything I know on the altar. David said, God, judge me according to your righteousness because I have come before you and everything that I know that could be wrong and may have been wrong and I'm not sure if it was wrong, I laid it before you, Father God, and now I am asking you, based on me putting it before you, judge me according to your righteousness. See if there be some wicked way in me and lead me to the part of everlasting. Listen, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayer. You want me to say that again for you? It says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayer. Somebody find that for me. I think it's in the Psalms. Psalm 66, 18. There you go. <laughs> Psalm 6, at least I had the right book. Yeah, Psalm 66, 18. You know what he's saying? Saying if you got stuff inside of you that you ain't dealing with or not ready to deal with, he says, This marvel can't be yours. If I regard, if I hold iniquity in my heart, God will not hear my prayer. Ever heard me talk about it, the doctrine of unclean hands? I can't go to God and ask God to make me whole when I am holding somebody else ransom. I can't go to the Lord and tell the Lord, bless me while I am willfully holding a blessing against somebody else or holding up a blessing from somebody else. It says, if you regard iniquity in your heart, if you can't let go something, don't come and tell me to give you justice 
when you can't give justice to some. You can't be asking for a blessing when you're praying a curse on somebody else. You can't. It, 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 don't, it don't work. It don't work. Actually, that's a boomerang prayer. It will come back on you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, as today is the Lord's day, you pray a curse on somebody and try to get God's blessing, that thing will come on you. Return to sender. It will come back on you. Woe will be your end. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayer. Fix it. Fix it. And when you're done, come before the throne of grace with confidence. I want to wind this up. That same God, he had answers for Nicodemus. Unless a man be born again, not of his mother's womb, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He had answers for his critics. He had answers about eternity. And now there is a promise that he released and it's a promise of heaven to those who have chosen this morning to step in all the way and to believe for a miracle and not to hold one thing up while asking for another thing. It just doesn't work. The laws of fairness screams out, that's not right. That's not right. Just the very laws of fairness screams out, that's not right. You can't do that. You can't do that. A lot of time, folks will do things and think, well, nobody knows or nobody's seen what I'm doing. Yeah, maybe not. But God examines the heart. And God sees everything. You might escape me. You might escape the person next to you. But you will not escape God. Because God is the keeper and holder of all secrets. And he watches and he knows all conscience. He knows everything. John 14, 1 through 6. And I'm going to close. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you go or where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. No, pause it for it. Soak it. I am the way. I was back in Trinidad and it was a long time ago. And I traveled around the world 
And sometimes I'm in places, you gotta understand, this is 30 years pre-GPS. <laughs> right? And you're out in the jungle somewhere taking the word of God. All you know that there's people out there. I find myself in a place where I don't know how I get there, how to get there. Don't know what to expect when I get there. But I know this one thing. You're treading through the bushes and literally with a machete in your hand and you're cutting your way as you go. There is no path prior to you coming. And fear begins to grip your heart. You're like, are we lost? Which way is east? Which way is west? Where's north? Where's sun? Can I find the sun? Maybe I could detect where is east. And you're so consumed with the way you're lost. And then there's this little half-naked guy with just a loincloth and a machete in his hand. And he's moving at lightning speed and you're trying to keep up. And finally, finally, out of desperation, you shout, where are we going? I'm lost. And he looks at you and says, I am the way. Follow me. He knows where he's going. You will get there. You will get there if you trust in the hands of the one who knows the way. And Jesus says this morning, when they said, we don't know where we're going. He says, I am the way. Grab a hold of my belt and just follow me. I know where I'm going. Come on, saints. I know where I'm going. And if you have destined yourself to follow me, I will lead you in that way. This morning, I'm asking you for Christmas. If you want to receive that Christmas miracle, abandon yourself from everything else that has not been working and focus on Jesus. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. No man would get to the Father unless he comes through me. Abandon the process this morning and make Jesus the way. Can you do that this morning? Make Jesus the way. In that situation where you need a miracle, make Jesus the way. In that situation where you need wisdom, make Jesus the way. In that place of unanswered questions that have racked your brains for months on end as to how it will turn out, make Jesus the way. Because he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the light. Follow him. Amen. Amen. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace.